Welcome back to the Advent Calendar House, the only holiday podcast that glows in the dark when you hug it. So snuggle up to your podcast machine as tonight we shine a light on the 1985 TV special full of bioluminescent bugs and not much else, The Glow Friends Save Christmas. I am the moose that ate Garfield, Mike Westfall. <laughs> and joining me are the North Pole's resident gorgeous lady of wrestling friend and her talking accessory. Please welcome back Aaron Evans and Joey O. Hey, friends. Woo! It's Glow, the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was an Aaron suggestion, and I believe this was my first time watching this, but... Really? Wow. Oh, it was my first. Wow. So tell us your history on this one, Erin. I I must have taped it. I know that I've seen it. As, as soon as it started, I'm like, oh, I remember this. I knew the song. Like, like, like you know. Um, I did know I the know, song. It's like riding a bike. Like, you've been away from it for, I don't know, yep. 30 years. Yep. And you still know it. <laughs> but, yeah, I remember the song because I'm sure I've seen an, a regular episode of Glow Friends. The one that sticks out of my mind is Glowworm Gets Amnesia. <laughs> I absolutely have not seen a regular episode of Glow Friends. Okay, it looks a lot like this one, except everything's green. Do they do they do a clip show to refresh his memory? That's <laughs> on Al when he had amnesia. That happens on every show when they have amnesia. That's how they ended Full House. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I know I had it on a tape. There are certain tapes where like okay. Here's some Christmas stuff. I don't know if somebody taped it for me, like maybe someone else who had cable. I I had a tape of um of things that a neighbor taped for us because they had the Disney Channel, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this was on that tape though. I think that if we saw some Christmas cartoon coming up, that we just automatically taped it. And I know I've seen this. I know I've seen this many many times. And I kind of, I kind of want to see it again. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I didn't realize how much I remembered of it. Um, but uh, for all I know, I, I'm not certain how many times this aired, but I am certain I didn't have a VCR when I was five. So, okay. Um, so I think this must have been taped off of a later um, showing. I would imagine, but I, I don't know if it aired it. That would tell me for sure if this is the only time it aired. <laughs> no, it aired a lot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I know, I know, I I saw this, and I know I did not watch the Glow Friends, but I knew I had a glow worm. I had a glow worm. I still have my glow worm. Those things are dangerous. They're well. <laughs> I have just the worm. The battery corroded. Oh, but, oh no! Uh, but but the worm itself, glowworm itself, is still very much intact and very good condition. I got it in 1983. I remember the day I got glowworm. We were at JFK <laughs> Airport picking up my new baby brother. As I've mentioned on the show before, I'm adopted, as are my brother and sister. But they were born in South Korea, so they oh, wow. f- flew a bunch of babies to be adopted from Korea to New York. 
For maybe the first six years of my life, I thought babies came from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> no, what well, you thought they came from that that uh the Muppet thing last year? Yeah. When they run into each other, I did. Explode. Yes. Well, that was after that. <laughs> first airport, then Kuzbanians. Uh, this is real life, people. This is <laughs> this explains everything about me. But but when you actually take the baby home, you pick it up at the airport, <laughs> right? In the baggage claim, yes. Uh, but while we were waiting, my grandmother gave me a glowworm as a little congrats for being a big brother gift, I guess. Uh, and my mother kept him in pretty decent condition, except for that corroded battery. So, but she just took it out, and other than that. My 36-year-old glowworm is in good shape uh, in one of my kids' rooms. I don't know which one. I don't know where my glowworm is, if it still exists, but I do know um, I do know that when I had tubes put in my ears when I was five, I know that, um, that when I came, when I came to, I was given a potato chip popple. Oh. And... <laughs> and and then, um, like the following Easter, my brother was given pretty bit popple. I don't think my mom knew that the purple one with the pink and the teal ears was a girl. Um, but <laughs> I think my brother was a little upset about that. But any, anyway, um, it, it kind of ties in with glow friends for me because uh, because one time I put a flashlight in the popple's pouch and I forgot about it, and I kind of held it up above my head at night, and the flashlight came down and split my lip enough that, like, oh, no. I cupped, yeah, I, I cupped my 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 um my hand up to my mouth and went to the bathroom and realized it was completely full of blood, but it's my god, oh. and it reminds me of glowworm because <laughs> that could very easily have happened to me—a glowworm with that really hard canister. That that held the um, the batteries in it. Yeah, and and like I feel like like at one point, like you know, if you're like holding your stuffed animal high in the air, and if it drops down on your face, and it's that really um, really gnarly canister that's very hard plastic, and you know maybe the Velcro isn't on just right, <laughs> it'll bust <laughs> your face open. <laughs> Plus, he's got the nightcap; you can swing him around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And if you let go, it's a projectile. Um, <laughs> and that's how Goliath died. But if, if anything deserves, you know, you know how they're redoing everything because there are no new ideas. We just saw a commercial for uh, for a reboot of Cranky Anchors. So, oh, for example, goodness. nobody has any new new ideas. If if oh. anybody can do that now, it's the Glow Friends because you can do LED and people won't get hurt. Yeah, Glowworm's still around because we have a newer model glowworm. Excellent. With a still working battery that's not corroded yet. But <laughs> yet. <laughs> with this extended toy line, Glowworm eventually got all his buddies, the glow friends, uh, but they were kind of little miniature rubber figurines for the most part from what I could find. Uh well any uh, most of the characters in this few others got like the big plush with the hard face and the glowing, but for the most part these were just the glow in the dark rubber figurines. And, of course, a cartoon series followed, first as part of the My Little Pony and Friends block in 1986, but this special predates that. It's uh, aired at some point in December 1985. The internet couldn't find me an exact date, but this is effectively a pilot. <laughs> the first non-commercial appearance of the Glow Friends on TV. 
And they came out swinging with the voice cast of this special, led by Carol O'Connor as Santa Claus. Of course. I've never missed a Christmas yet. <laughs> Archie is Santa Claus. <laughs> and we keep it all in the family with Sally Struthers as Blanche, the Wicked Witch of the North Pole, who exists and is jealous of Santa. Wow, that guy really gets on my nerves. Oh, Blanche. Do you want to be the beloved patron saint of Christmas? Sure, we all do. <laughs> Sally Struthers, I forgot until I went and looked up, uh, I mean, everyone knows her from All in the Family. Uh, she did two very great um, voice roles in the late 80s and early 90s, though. Do you know what they are? Uh, besides this? No, refresh my memory. Uh, she was Rebecca Cunningham. What? Yup. I knew that somewhere in my brain. Of, of a, Whoa, you know, tailspin. a tailspin. Yeah. yeah. And... Charlene Sinclair, daughter of Earl and Fran Sinclair. Oh, that's right. Big sister of baby Sinclair. Oh, wow. And Robbie's sister. Yeah. Don't want to leave him out. No, of course not. <laughs> and since I'm fresh off of two Law & Order SVU marathons, I just <laughs> want to point out that Spike was voiced by Christopher Maloney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. There you go. Well, our cast of Glow Friends... It's a whole hive of characters. We know some voices, but they're not specifically credited. So IMDb just kind of listed them all, and the internet did the best it could. So I'm going and, by which ones I can recognize. Yeah, Wikipedia has some from the actual Glow Friends, but the problem is they don't really identify the characters in that Christmas special. So uh, Russie Taylor was Glow Cappy, who uh, wears a blue cap. According to the Wikipedia description, there's, right. there's well, a ton of these characters. Yeah, she wears a newsboy cap and is supposed to be a reporter. Yeah, Baby Glowworm was Nancy Cartwright. No, not in this. Oh. Okay, so Baby Glowworm in the actual series was absolutely Nancy Cartwright, but listening to this, it sounds she sounds a whole lot like Baby Piggy, so I'm pegging it as Laurie O'Brien. Granny, is Santa Claus really real? It does. It absolutely sounds a baby piggy. That's where I couldn't place it. I'm like, I know that voice. That doesn't sound like Nancy Cartwright. The main glowworm himself was apparently Pat Fraley. Yes, the voice of Krang and so, so many others. But Krang's my go-to. We've got to help. Let's go. I interviewed him. Of course you did. Yes. It's right here now. I feel like Krang is more beloved now. Like, he seems like he's taken on more of an, like... Aura because he's such a weird character. <laughs> well, he's definitely the oddest character that I ever performed, mm -hmm. off the top of my head. And um, <clears throat> it was such a strange uh, description. I went in and auditioned, and it said, Krang, e first of all, it said, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I went, well, this is not going anywhere. What a stupid title. You know, little do I know. And uh, it said, uh, Krang, evil, body uh, evil bodiless blob of a brain and funny and I had nothing up my sleeve there so I kind of put together something and I went oh but funny and I thought you know what I'll do a Jewish mother underneath this is what I get for surrounding myself with idiots then the odd thing where he would talk and he'd go oh, you will do it right that backward sound I learned in fourth grade I just do everything I learned in fourth grade 
And obviously, well, actually, the, the first elf you hear is Frank Welker. I'm like, well, there's Frank. Yep. Hurry up, Santa. You'll be late. And then um, he is also, what is, what is his glow, glow slugger bug, who is the baseball playing glow yes. friend. So I had to hop back and forth between the one Glow Friends collector website I could find and go through this special, and I'm identifying all of them. It's like, all right, here's this guy. This one sounds like Russie Taylor, and so. Thank you very much for pointing out Baby Piggy because that's exactly what it is. Okay, good. Yeah, so it's, we it's... have we have Glowworm, and then we have Baby Glowworm, who has one line. That we'll get to when we get to it, but it's Baby Glowworm's voice. I, no, I, I wish. It, so. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Laurie O'Brien doing her Baby Piggy voice. That's Bl- absolutely. Thank you so much, because it was kind of bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> Glowworm, our lead larva, is Pat Fraley, and I saw this sentence on Wikipedia. Glowworm wears purple pajamas, although the original Glowworm toy portrays him as wearing green pajamas. This was a source of some controversy. With whom? I just read that out loud like an hour or so ago. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. That is a controversy. Who's upset that a cartoon character has more than one pair of jammies? (laughs) The bananas in pajamas, perhaps. Well, I mean... Yeah, I guess so many cartoon characters have that trope where it's the whole closet full of matching outfits. <laughs> Glowworm can have two, y'all. Uh, speaking of Russie Taylor, I believe she's also the voice of Glowworm's main squeeze and recipient of a drive-by mistletoe kiss almost immediately out of the gate, Glow Bashful Bug. It's her name. You can tell because her eyelids are a different color. <laughs> Bashful bug is one word, according to Wikipedia. Yup. I typed it out as two just so I could pronounce it and not go, that's not a word. We have Glow Doodle Bug, the artistic one. We see painting. Glow Bop Bug is the one with the top hat and the cane. Glow Butterfly, who gets a magic wand for some reason. Glow Bedbug, who wears a very long nightcap. Glow Snugbug, who same but in pink. (laughs) Glow Bookbug, who I'm pretty sure is also Russie Taylor doing her book smart Martin Prince voice. According to my book on strange voices, it's it's either a ghost or a large moose. Oh, pick me, Glowworm, I ever so smart. <laughs> Glow Turtle, who one has got to be a very tiny turtle, since he's the same size as the others, and two predates four other better-remembered glowing baby turtles on TV by three years. There's a Glow Cricket, there's a Glow Grasshopper, who rides the turtle. Glow Granny Bug who's just an elderly ladybug we meet as she roasts chestnuts on an open fire in a tree. (laughs) That's safe. If the Keebler elves can do it, so can some bugs. They don't know they're bugs. Right. Glow water bug who wears a sailor's hat and an orange life vest at all times. He's tugboat. And Glow Shuttlebug, who wears an aviator helmet and rides atop his buddy Dragonflyer. Shuttlebug is definitely voiced by Mona Marshall. Dragonfly, it's Santa! Hi, Santa! Hi! The 
current voice of South Park's Sheila Broflovsky, a.k.a. <laughs> Kyle's mom, who is a lovely woman and I've never heard otherwise. Wait. Nope. <laughs> uh, and it's Shuttlebug who starts a mostly friendly snowball fight during our opening theme song, which establishes a couple of important plot points. One, we're glow friends. That's very important. <laughs> and two, it's Christmas Eve. And here's where Baby Glowworm asks Granny, is Santa real? And we get the, of course it's real, conversation. But what if he doesn't come? Oh, he'll come, all right. If there's one thing in this world you can count on, it's Santa Claus. It's absolutely, thank you so much again for 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 the Baby Piggy thing. Because because um, Baby Glowworm doesn't just say, is Santa going to come? She, she absolutely says, um, Granny? Just like, um, Nanny? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's what helped that they rhyme. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Santa at the North Pole, loading up his sleigh while looking on in disgust and jealousy from behind a nearby cluster of pine trees is our villain Blanche, accompanied <laughs> by her scarf that's basically a live weasel voiced by Charlie Adler. <laughs> oh, you're the greatest, Blanche, the best ever. Who would go on? to be best known as the voice of Buster Bunny. But in Hasbro Land, kids already knew him as the voice of Spike the Baby Dragon from My Little Pony. Mm. That's right, kids. Spike used to sound very differently than it does now. <laughs> also, he reminded me of, again, we're just going to be ping-ponging between The Simpsons and The Muppets here. Pretty much. He reminded me of, of Miss Piggy's Mink. Maureen the Mink! Yes, I thought that too. I was kind of upset that we never saw her wearing Maureen the Mink. But... I don't know. Probably for the best. <laughs> and also accompanied by a sad-eyed flying moose who is unmistakably Lorenzo Music. You're not gonna hurt Santa, are you, Blanche? Yuck, moose. What did Santa tell you when you wanted to be one of his reindeer? He said I had a, a navigational improficiency. This is the most I've ever heard Lorenzo Music try and do a different voice. Like he's just more upbeat. Upbeat and like has a little more touch of worry in his voice. Everything I've ever heard him in, he's just doing his regular Garfield voice. Peter Venkman sounds like Garfield. Yeah. I mean, this one sounds very much like Garfield, but but like a little bit confused. Yeah, it also it's it's clearly Garfield here too, but it's a more worrisome variant of Garfield voice with a lisp. So that's interesting. But this is the most I've ever heard him enunciate. And try and be a different character. <laughs> Whoever invented glow friends should be drug out in the street and shot. Hey. Well. <laughs> Whoever made the Battleship movie has, bro. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so the... <laughs> so the moose is a bit dim-witted and hangs out with Blanche because he's upset Santa wouldn't let him join the reindeer ranks. But Blanche's deal is the Wicked Witch of the North Pole deserves to be famous, too. And in the middle of the moose's questioning why, he mentions without Santa Claus, there wouldn't be Christmas, which, one, is false. <laughs> <laughs> He's not the smartest moose. But more importantly, sets up our story as Blanche gets a brilliant idea to kidnap the Santa Claus. <laughs> And then we launch into her big song and dance number, Say Goodbye to Christmas. Oh, say goodbye to Christmas. Bid farewell to Christmas cheer. 
to me Christmas won't be showing up this year It soon will be a memory A thing of yesterday Say goodbye to Christmas I'm blowing it away I was impressed that Sally Struthers sang the whole song in such a, like, super witchy voice. Like, yeah. that song was an easy voice to do, like, speaking voice. No, it's very shrill and harsh and nasally, and she did really well for singing as that character. <laughs> yeah, and, and on top of that, you have Charlie Adler getting all poochy during the whole thing. <laughs> but it's a Hasbro cartoon from the 80s. They're all like that, but... Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Also, the moose is part of the long line of good characters that end up sidekicks to villains in cartoons like this. Oh, yes. Spoiler alert, we get a face turn later from the moose. <laughs> but while she's singing about getting rid of Christmas, off goes Santa, notably going with a standard eight reindeer lineup this year. Let's see how that works out for him. <laughs> Those elves are really snarky. The elves are really snarky. The reindeer have their moments. Santa seems to delight in making them stressed out. And I don't know why. <laughs> he's, he's like, oh, I love all the rush and the bother. I'm like, what is wrong with you? The hustle and bustle of the holiday season, meathead. But Blanche hops onto the moose's back, and the moose takes off after Santa. So with no backstory other than he tried out for Santa once before... This is a flying moose. Mm-hmm. Do all the antlered mammals fly if you get far enough north? It's it's magnets, right? Yeah, it's magic. But she, it's she puts magic, it's magnets. magic on them. Let's send the jackalope up there and find out. <laughs> oh. Uh, then we immediately cut to Santa flying overhead as Shuttlebug and Dragonfly are try and fail to get his attention. So do the glow friends live near the North Pole? Yes. In this episode? <laughs> in the, yeah, because in the later in the regular series it is very green. So they can't live that close, but Well, Santa's flown some distance, right? Before she like takes him down. I guess so. He starts he starts in the South Pacific, so it could be anywhere. <laughs> the glow friends live in South Siberia. It, it seems like he got, like, half a football field away, and then then he was down. It really does. It really does. Wherever they are, it's heavily wooded, and Blanche casts a spell to make the trees come alive and grab hold of Santa's sleigh, pulling it out of the sky and into a river below, which she then freezes, creating an icy cage around Santa and his team of reindeer who I've got to know here, all speak and just yell, Oh no, somebody save us, help! For like 30 seconds. (laughs) It's very unnerving. I'm not used to my reindeers talking, and I'm especially not used to my reindeer crying for help. I did like that, like, that at least half the reindeer were definitely female voices. Because, because... Oh yeah. The only um, the only deer that keep their antlers are the women. It's true. So love that fact. I thought it was very. Pro- I thought it was very um, uh, not not proactive, but progressive. Progressive. Scientifically accurate. Yes. How progressive! Well, and then there's like a dude that speaks up. Like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gotta have one. Well, Shuttlebug and Dragonfly are eyewitnesses to this Santa attack, so they rush to help. Meanwhile, Blanche is very pleased with herself for stopping Christmas so quickly and without a hitch, but her accomplice, whom I'm just going to call Lorenzo Musick, is not okay with the tax on Santa, so he tries to stop Blanche here, but she trips him up and then casts a spell on him, sending him flying to somewhere she calls the Nowhere Zone. Droopy eyes and flappy ears and just made of bone. Take this moose whom I despise into the Nowhere Zone! But he just sends up like ten feet away. I'm expecting right. like the, the Phantom Zone or something to be trapped That's in a what crystal I said. zod. No, it's just over there. Yeah. There's yeah. nowhere. Middle of the forest. That's right next to us. But Meanwhile, back in the Glowfriend's village, Shuttlebug tells all his neighbors that Santa's trapped in an icy cage, so Glowworm leads a fellowship to go rescue him, but immediately, immediately, they run into Blanche. So far, she's really on top of things. <laughs> Super competent villain. I'm pretty impressed. Until Glowworm just says, they're going into the forest to rescue Santa. And she says, okay, I'll send you in there myself using angry magic clouds that roar like dinosaurs. <laughs> she she says, you know, something about, like, like, uh, like the storm should keep spinning forever. And then it gives up, like, ten seconds later as soon as they're in the forest. Okay, bye-bye, tornadoes. Right. <laughs> I'm going to send you closer to your goal, which is against my plans. <laughs> With angry magic clouds. I don't know. But they're fine. They land in the middle of the forest and they're fine. They go on their way. <laughs> it was like taking a warp. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it's like jumping the on magic. a cloud that's going to shoot Mario, you know, across <laughs> part of the world. She's just banking on like, well, maybe they skipped some level and they needed to learn some skill and they won't. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a happy cloud, it's an angry cloud that roars like a dinosaur. <laughs> Cut back to Santa trying to squeeze his way through the icy bars of his prison, the spiky, icicle-lined ceiling of which is slowly descending upon him and the reindeer. So then Santa begins to dread the thought of a world without Christmas, and here comes our next song. The What If There's No Christmas Blues, the least bluesy blues song I have ever heard. I got the blues. I got the blues. I got those What If There's No Christmas Blues. He's got the blues. He's got the blues. He's got those What If There's No Christmas this. It, it lasts all, what, 45 seconds? About and, that. And he's got the blues. <laughs> but, the, but these reindeers start doing can-can dancing. And yes! Do the blues! <laughs> they do their little rockettes thing. Well, they remind us of Christmas, sure. And then and then there's like, there's so, this reminds me of so many things. It reminds me of, um, I know it came later, but it reminds me of my my all time favorite claymation Christmas special when they have the um, the camels because oh yeah and they come up and they and they do like like with their noses pointing in the air the harmony and three of those reindeer do the exact same thing and um and also it reminded me immediately of Lady and the Tramp 
when when posh lady is in the pound and <laughs> and you know peg starts singing a bluesy song about what a great guy the tramp is literally peggy lee but a dog yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good comparison. I didn't think of the Lady and the Tramp one, but you're very not wrong with that. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of, though. Is wow. Like, like, what if there's no more Christmas blues? And that's it. Yeah, I'm just like, you don't have the blues. And also, again, if Santa Claus doesn't deliver presents, it's still literally Christmas. Right. But that's kind of what I like about these um, secular cartoons is they're not mired in religion because I like Yuletide. I don't like religion. So <laughs> sure. To a kid, sure. Christmas is all about Santa Claus. If they're not into, you know, church. They're trying to sell glow friends figures. So yeah. I understand. People. It's the real meaning of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> well, elsewhere in the forest, some members of our rescue party start to get a little scared as Glowworm continues to tell them, we've got to be brave. And it's at this point in the special when I remember why Glowworm exists. He's a nightlight, a huggable nightlight to help kids feel safe in the dark in their room on their own. Glowworm is what finally got my oldest daughter to start sleeping through the night, so of course that's what this special is about. And then, Glow Cricket, not Glowworm, leads us into our next song, Time to be Brave. When the shadows are closing in, it's time to be brave. When the snarls and the screeches begin, it's time to be brave. That also lasts all of 45 seconds. Nothing lasts a long time in this special. It keeps moving. You gotta keep the plot going. There's... I feel like there's too much plot, though, and they're just trying to <laughs> go. I don't feel like there's that much plot at all to me. It, 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 well, it's, a, it's a simple story, but they throw a lot of stuff in it. Like, right. I'm, I'm assuming we're coming up on these flowers. <laughs> we are. But first, not helping matters is the ghostly echo of someone shouting, Help! What was that? Is that a g ghost Yeah, Bookbug identifies it as either a g ghost or a moose. Spoiler alert, it's the moose. <laughs> Garfield the moose. <laughs> Garfield the moose. But that prompts Glowworm to split up the party with half following him in the direction they were going and the other half following the voice. And it is the moose, stuck in a tree. So while half of our heroes help the moose, we catch up with Blanche, who creates a field of icy daffodils that gobble up glowworms half of the team as they get close. Points for creativity, but where did this come from? It's good. Boom, boom, boom. An inventive trap. And they're beautiful, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. How is that bad? And then it just eats a glowworm. I'm like, okay. It's like, oh, that's how. Doesn't digest it, or maybe because this special keeps going rapid fire, we don't get to digest. <laughs> it's just, you know, hold them over a while. Yeah. But for a wicked witch, she doesn't seem to be really interested in physically harming the glow friends. Like, she's not trying to, I don't know, step on them. <laughs> just keep him away from Santa she had ample opportunity right when they ran into her the first time like the the image is she's like here's all these tiny little bugs and then here's Blanche towering over them yeah there's we her ha- boot right there yeah the way they angle that shot is is from the glow friend's perspective up to 
giant Blanche, but... <laughs> but they have to be brave. They have to be brave. And these flowers don't work very long because the other half of the group shows up rather quickly along with Lorenzo Musick. <laughs> I say rather quickly, but there is a clear commercial break here. I can imagine being five years old watching horrified as evil ice flowers eat glowworm, and then you have to watch commercials. I wish the commercials, as we always do, wish the commercials were on the uh, the bootleg YouTube yeah. copy of this we all watched. Well, it's 1985, so one of them's definitely McDonald's. <laughs> I wonder which. <laughs> yeah, well, it, uh, it, it's the first one, because it's 85. The ice skating one. Uh, but it's the first Ronald out of that three. Because <laughs> we, as we've established, there are three different Ronald McDonald's in that one ice skating commercial. <laughs> at least for the close-up shots. Go back and listen to episode number... Season two, episode ten. <laughs> I don't know why I knew that. Ten's a round number. That's why I knew that. <laughs> Come on, just just be honest. You watch that and or listen to that episode like every night. You got me. It's like your white noise. <laughs> All right, kids. Time to go to sleep to us talking about McDonald's again. <laughs> and that's why you should never run away from home. <laughs> So the now reunited team of glow friends all climb aboard Moose, who knows where Santa is. Well, they're not all together. We briefly catch up with Glow Turtle and Glow Hopper, who are lazily making their way toward everyone else and muse they might get there before New Year's Eve. I would like to mention, this turtle, when he started out, was the same size as all the other glow friends. Yes! And now he's big and he's now he, other glow friends. Right? <laughs> He's a grow friend. No. Oh, boo. <laughs> so maybe he did get into some mutagen. Maybe. <laughs> it's all making sense now. It's a pilot and a prequel. <laughs> Meanwhile, back along the raging river where Santa and his, quote, dear dears, their words, not mine, <laughs> are still trapped. He tries to reassure them that someone will come and save them, and help quickly arrives, to which a relieved Santa exclaims, Glow friends, I knew it! Did you, though? Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess they are neighbors. I guess they are neighbors. So, something I don't think we've talked about much so far. Everyone in this special seems to know each other. <laughs> Now, sure, Santa's one thing. He's supposed to know everyone. But, for instance, Blanche knows who the Glow Friends are, and they know who Blanche is. Despite her entire point of this, wanting to be known across the world. So, again, I'm guessing, based on this special alone, I would have guessed the Glow Friends live at or near the North Pole. Mm -hmm. But, again, we see green grass and trees when the series truly begins. So, retcon, perhaps... So they, they obviously moved. There it is. They moved after this. Too much stress. I'm not living near these two again. <laughs> There's other cartoon villains we should we should live near. Yes. Anyway, they're on a flying moose who has no trouble leaping across the river to the iceberg on which rests Santa's icicle cage, but has all the trouble once the block of ice he lands on breaks, sending him down the violently... Raging River, with all the glow friends on his back. And this is when Dragonfly rescues Bashful Bug, who falls overboard, but the rest are on the moose, who gets a surge of adrenaline and manages to swim upstream a bit, 
most of the trouble they run into sure seems to get resolved awfully quickly. Well, I like, like, oh, go ahead. Is this, once he drops him off, then he just has no problem just swimming around, right? Like, the, oh, the yeah. current yeah. stops. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, I can stand up. Yeah. Right. But I don't think it was supposed to go like that. I don't know. Aside from Santa getting caged, every obstacle the Glow Friends have run into so far has gotten resolved in like 30 seconds. Oh, we're stopped. Wait, we're good. I would like to mention that the Moose only decided that he could swim when Bashful said, come on, you can do it. <laughs> and we he gets his little do 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 Yeah, that. <laughs> That's his surge of adrenaline. <laughs> There's the face turn, kids. Well, the ice is too thick for our tiny bugs to break, but Glowworm knows what to do. He has all the glow friends join hands and turn up their glow to 11. <laughs> and they do the Care Bear stare. And I guess this song is just called Everybody Glow. Glow. Everybody glow. Start low. Build it nice and slow. Glow. Everybody glow. It's glow. <laughs> and that, in theory, should melt the ice. Not the ice they're standing on, just the cage. That's where they're directing their stare. Yeah. Yes. But Glowworm and Bashful can't reach each other to join hands and complete the circle, and that is when Blanche reappears and starts casting a spell on the water, only to get interrupted first by Santa, then by Glowworm, then the ice melts underneath her feet, as Glow Turtle and Hopper finally arrive. Uh, Blanche, couldn't we talk about this? I'm throat-talking now, shut up! Raging water, churning so fast, makes the Glow Friends a part of the planet! Hello, everybody! Once again, all imminent threats gone before they even have time <laughs> to get interesting. Aaron pointed out also when we were watching it that the way, instead of them like being, you know, centimeters apart from holding hands, they could have all just moved in a little and made the circle tinier. Hey, yeah! They had, they had quite a lot of air between the cage and themselves. Right? And it wasn't even like a circle. It was like more like a rectangle. Like, come on, guys, form a circle. Reindeer aren't going to eat you. <laughs> Where are they? If you don't bunch up over here, we can make it. <laughs> Deer eat bugs? I don't know. Probably. Even radioactive ones. <laughs> but Hopper grabs Blanche's magic wand, which also melts. Maybe don't make it out of ice, y'all. Uh, <laughs> not much material to come by at the North Pole. I understand. And finally, they complete the glow circle, which again melts only the cage. Everything works itself out, everyone! Meanwhile, that, that, that spiky roof keeps going down on them until it it touches Santa's hat and then it becomes water. Just like, ah, and we're melted. Like, it, it's really close, too, right at, through the <laughs> yeah. end of the song. He's, like, crouching. <laughs> <laughs> Even all of Santa's lamenting about there not being a Christmas is rendered not. When Bashful Bug comments, we almost lost Christmas, but Santa replies, oh no, as long as the spirit of Christmas glows within our hearts, it can never be stopped. Glow. So what was that whole having the Christmas blues, see? That's why it didn't <laughs> sound like a blues song, because you didn't mean it. 
was just passing time. There you go. He needs to learn the generic blues. <laughs> I woke up this morning. Then I went back to bed. That was just the equivalent of him, like, you know, scraping a tin cup against the bars. Yes. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows the trouble I've seen. <laughs> like Princess Vespa. <laughs> and Zazu. Yes. I've got to love my bunch of coconuts. Well, even Moose gets to lead the reindeer out of the forest, and all the glow friends ride on the reindeer antlers to light Santa's way. And that is why you don't leave Rudolph home. (laughs) All of this could have been avoided. Uh, And notably, Moose is like leading the way, but he's not strapped on. They're all just perfectly, it's like a perfect snake. That bothered me. They're just following him. He's not necessarily part of the team. There you go. We're not drawing extra lines. Get out of here. (laughs) Oh, dear. Uh, And that's it. That's the entire special. (laughs) That's it. I would like to note, I've had that stupid Glowfriend song (laughs) where they introduce each other to each other and tell you what day it is for at least 30 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. In my head. (laughs) Well, thank you for putting up with that. <laughs> for this. It's it's perfectly inane and enjoyable and confusing, but I mean, I don't know. It, it makes me think like, oh yeah, glow friends. Okay. We're glow friends. Was... Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> like the the opening song made me think, okay, you know what this is? This is the happy little elves Christmas. This is exactly what it the Simpsons really were is. parroting from the get go. Probably was this level of animation mm-hmm. for tiny children to sell toys. And I mean this this is of a piece with, you know, we mentioned Care Bears and, you know, um My Little Pony. The original My Little Pony, not the not the current one. Right. There is a creepy popple special. Oh I love the the popple special, yes. Popples. But that's not any specific holiday. But but it reminded me well, of, popple the glow, of the glow friends. <laughs> You know, and and everything else, like the Get Along Gang and the Wuzzles. They were to sell toys, and the animation level was what it was, and the cast was the same people, and that's what it was in 1985. And that's exactly what I expected going into this, and exactly what it was. And we ate it all up. But man, Mm -hmm. it zips by real quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why I've seen it many, many times. There it is. It's a quick watch. Yeah. But and I'm... then I rewind the tape and start over. There you go. <laughs> well, if people want to send you translucent, bug-eating ice flowers, where can they find you, Aaron? On Twitter, Ms. Aaron M. Evans. And Joey. I'm at I'm gonna DJ 24 on Twitter and at whynotradio.net. And as always, show notes. It says show notes are notes. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Show notes are at adventcalendar.house. I can't type on a computer. Twitter's at adventcalhouse. I can't type on there either. Joey and Aaron will be back at least once more before this season's through. For now, from the nowhere zone, which is just over there a bit. (laughs) This is Mike Westfall saying, please watch out for the icy patch. For 
even more thoughts on the Glow Friends Save Christmas, you can check out a conversation I had with my pals at the Christmas Podcast Network. Find it in the show notes of this episode or go to christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Oh, I had this in my notes. We didn't mention it, that that the uh, the weasel also wanted to get rid of Mother's Day, which I think was actually the funniest actual joke in the whole thing. I think you're right. I do little inserts into the, like, oh, you want revenge? <laughs> <laughs> and she would say something and he would interpret it. <laughs> you Nobody want the Easter Bunny? Yeah. <laughs> Mother's Day. Like, what are, are they going to, like, cage all of the mothers? In icy cages. <laughs> Next time on the Advent Calendar House. Look, I'm an Albion. Maybe not the best one ever. Maybe not even fifth best. But I'm the boss. And this year, Alvis is in the hizzy. The hizzy? Mm hmm. 